0: Hello and welcome to the Hail Mary Fantasy Football Podcast. <laughs> I'm here with Jordan Sanders and our special guest, Joe LaPenta. How are you today, sir?
1: I'm good, guys. Happy to be here. Thanks for having me. Uh, let's yeah. talk some starts and sits.
2: Yeah, people don't know that you were on here before, actually. And I forgot to press record. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we persevere. <laughs> Tonight we have who you should start and sit for week eight. And then who you should pick up off the waiver wire at the end. It's a Very special day for you guys today. Uh, I hope you enjoy. So let's get down into it. First up on Sunday's games, we have Seattle versus Atlanta Falcons playing at Atlanta. What do you boys think you should start and sit this week for this game?
2: So Seattle is uh, 53% point, fifty three percent favorites over the Falcons at 46.1%. The line isn't out yet. The spread isn't. So uh, take it away, Joe. Who do you think sh- you should start and sit in this game? Who do you feel is going to be a good? Ma- uh, who has the good matchups?
1: Yeah, I mean, on this one, it's really anyone that plays on the Seahawks offense. Um, <laughs> I knew that was coming. <laughs> but in particular, I'm going to go with the wide receivers. Obviously, Tyler Lockett's a sit, uh, start, um, but I'm going to also highlight D- DK Metcalf there. Uh, the Seahawks are going against the worst defense. Really, the only difference between the Falcons and the Dolphins is that the Falcons offense will score points. Uh, and that will keep this game competitive and make these wide receivers a start. I know DK Metcalf had that bad, bad drop fumble last week, but he has shown that he could go deep and score some points. He also points. had
2: so, a lot of targets last week. He had nine targets. So he led the last target. That's a good sign from Metcalf going forward, especially with a bad defense like Atlanta.
1: Yeah, and, you know, Metcalf I was concerned with coming into the season about how productive he would be and how quickly he would jump into this offense. But, you know, just being that large, He's always there. He's always a threat to make a play with the best quarterback in the league. Same thing for Tyler Lockett, who may only get four targets, but may get you a 90-yard touchdown.
2: That's true. And unfortunately, Luke Wilson really hasn't done much since he's taken over for Will Disley. So last week, he you know the week with one uh, one target. I'm um, just the tight ends for unless Will Disley miraculously comes back, it's just not going to happen. Um, and then as far as the Falcons, now we had a big trade with Mohamed Sanu going to the Seahawks this week. So is Calvin Ridley like a really good start?
1: Personally, I was starting Calvin Ridley before this. I'm going to keep starting Calvin Ridley again. Um, He's another kind of like mini Tyler Lockett where he might only have three or four targets, but he'll get you huge production. Now that Sanu's gone, I think he will see an uptick in targets and maybe average around eight or nine a game because they need to throw the ball. So
2: the only bad part about Seattle is their defense is pretty good in all the areas. Uh, they are the 25th best against the receivers. They're only really giving up 18 points a game. Uh, but the, then the tight end position, they are giving up the fifth most points to the, uh, to the tight end. So Austin Hooper is going to have an amazing game. But you're going to start him anyway because he's the number one tight end on the season. So. Devontae, we saw that coming. Yeah, Devontae Freeman. I have given up on him, but now with Ito Smith out, is that someone you look back to? No. <laughs> <laughs> no.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: All right, just right. I'm sure people are going to ask that question, so you just got to figure it out. But that's pretty much for this, it for this game for me. Um, the Seahawks, Chris Carson is going to have a great game. Pretty much anybody who plays for the Seahawks is going to have a great game. And uh, so if you have DK Metcalf, go ahead and start him up on this one.
0: All right, next we're gonna get into the next game. We have Philadelphia Eagles versus Buffalo Bills playing at Buffalo.
2: Okay, so the Eagles, fifty two point nine percent favorites over the Buffaloes forty six point eight percent. This is a forty three and a half over under game, so not a very big spread with the Eagle at the Buff I'm sorry, Buffalo is actually one point favorites. One and a half point favorites in this game. A little surprising, but you know, the Eagles haven't really been playing that well. They're second They have one of the worst secondaries in the league right now. So anybody you are interested in this game, Joe, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> sorry, I don't want to hog
1: all the airtime here. So yeah, you. Um, <laughs> really. Yeah. I mean, John Brown, the wide receiver, but mostly I'm interested in Josh Allen here. Uh, God, I hated Josh Allen when he was drafted into the league. Um, I knew he was not very good at throwing the ball, but he can rush the ball, and we know that will happen. Also, as I mentioned, John Brown, I think, is probably the best fit for Josh Allen because how could you overthrow John Brown? How could you overthrow Lil' Smokey? So, um, like you said, the defense is banged up. I think it's going to be a good opportunity for both of these guys, but I am definitely starting Josh Allen as a top 10 quarterback this week?
2: Yeah, for sure. Uh, I have Josh Allen as a QB1 rest of season. So uh, just like last year, I feel, I, I feel like he's going to finish the year great. Last year, he finished the second half of the season as the number one quarterback. It'd be very bold for me to say he can do that. He can definitely do that again, just the amount of times he can – I mean, how much he can run on the ground. But for this game in particular – uh, particularly uh the eagles are actually the worst at giving up points to the wide receivers so smokey, uh, smokey brown he's a he's a he's a great he's a great start this week he actually had a pretty good game last week against the Bengals I, they played the Bengals right I don't want to say it's wrong uh, I believe so yeah um <laughs> yeah and then so it was good it was a good game from pretty much their whole team. Now we have Cole Beasley. This matchup wise should be a very good game. The problem is I don't think Josh Allen really likes Cole, Cole Beasley that much. It doesn't seem like he does because he doesn't throw the ball to him that much at all. Um, is he someone that you feel like you could you know, confidently start?
1: I would still probably start Cole Beasley because he's the safety net. Um, you know, When it's like third and long, that's the guy that's going to hit the slant and probably get you the first down. He's going to see his fair share of targets. He's not going to get you any touchdowns. I don't think that. So, I mean, maybe it's an emergency flex start, but he's not even a wide receiver three if you're in a three wide receiver league, in my opinion.
2: Yeah, I would say he's a, he would be a, a, an okay flex position start. He actually is tied with John Brown for the most targets on the team at 45. And then another guy that people are interested in is uh, Dawson Knox. I've seen a lot about him coming up. Uh, is he a good streaming option in this in this game? Uh
1: maybe I'd start him in PPR just for the chance of a touchdown. Or I'm sorry, non-PPR, but I would not start him in PPR.
2: Okay, cool. Yeah,
1: yeah I just don't old. think the volume's there yet.
2: Yeah, he the past couple of games he's had at least five targets, but you know, five targets for a tight end in this league right now is actually not that bad, but I I would understand the, the PPR that's not five targets a game is not something that you can win PPR with. So, I get that. And then but, as far as what I
1: would uh one thing I was, one decision I had to make this week that maybe you guys could weigh in on and what you would think about this, is uh, Kyler Murray versus Josh Allen? Kyler Murray going against that Saints defense, who's been pretty weak against quarterbacks, but Josh Damn. Allen against Philadelphia.
2: Josh Allen against Philadelphia, or hmm. Kyler Murray? Oh, yeah. Uh, I'm going to go Josh Allen. I think Josh Allen against bad matchups. He's been able to show that he can throw touchdowns. He had two last week in a really good matchup. So Kyler, they're going to be close. I'm gonna, I'm like, I'd be honestly, if I have, I'd have a grin on my face if I started either one of them this week. <laughs> but New Orleans, even though they are, uh, you know, giving up the eighth most points to the quarterback position, there are some games where they completely shut quarterbacks out so we have seen that it's not a really it's not a complete consistent thing every every week but they are giving the eight most points and i think someone as talented as kyler murray is going to be hard to stop so uh my pick is going to be josh allen but i'd be cool with either one of them
1: yeah i went with josh allen as well um i just brought that up because there were similar quarterbacks with the rushing ability um
2: so I think yeah kyler's a i don't think he pass. could go wrong though oh yeah. definitely yeah um, and as far as the Philadelphia side, we have Carson Wentz. Obviously, you cannot not start Carson Wentz. But running backs, Jordan Howard, he seems to be the guy that Philadelphia given the most touches to. Um, is, do you, would you start him? I mean,
1: again, it comes down to your running back selection. I wouldn't feel bad if I had to start him um, because Buffalo does have a pretty good defense. But if Philadelphia could get inside the five-yard line, uh, that's Jordan Howard territory, and the man can fall forward. I would not start Miles Sanders, though, maybe in full point PPR because he's going to get those catches and he can get you a 60 yard, you know, reception. Um, but I would feel more confident in Howard.
2: Okay. Yeah. Um, Miles Sanders definitely getting way more involved in the passing game than rushing the ball. Uh, and then Zach Ertz, you know. He's a little worrisome for me, <laughs> just because Dallas Goddard's back and he seems to be taking a lot of targets away from him. At dude, at this point, like I'm almost a little scared to start him this game because of uh, Buff the Buffalo defense not giving a lot of points up to really any position. And the thirtieth best against the tight ends, Ertz or Goddard. Uh, either one. Either to be honest with you, yeah, it's just too big of a split for me right now. You know. I, I never could have imagined the day where I'd be like, I don't want to start Ertz, you know, and Goddard came in and ruined all that for me. So
1: uh, Yeah, Ertz I wouldn't start either. I probably wouldn't start either of them. You know, the thing with Ertz is that Nick Foles was in love with Zach Ertz, so I think we've seen um, a lot of production there. But Carson Wentz just doesn't seem to be targeting him as much. And I was a supporter of Dallas Goddard coming in there. They're running a lot of two tight end sets, and I think that they're manning Ertz more than they are Goddard, and that's why he's getting the production.
2: Yeah, that's, that's true. He's definitely taking a lot of the share away from him as well. But that's it for this game. Let's get out of here.
0: Okay, let's move on to the Los Angeles Chargers versus the Chicago Bears game. Predictor scales got Chicago winning 64.2% to Los Angeles Chargers 35.5% over-unders 41 you know, and also Keenan Allen did not practice on Thursday. Mm-hmm.
2: Well, I, yeah, one more day. If he said, if he doesn't practice Friday, he's definitely out. So, uh, this is actually, we were going to talk about the weather, too, and he's we thought we'd never even done it. But this is a 60 de- uh, degrees. It's going to be partly cloudy. So, not a bad <laughs> game.
1: <laughs> LA will fit right in here at Chicago. Yeah. yeah. Um, with <laughs> Keenan Allen out. Does that boost the value of Mike Williams, or do you think that production is still going to go to someone like Hunter Henry?
2: Uh, Hunter Henry, I think, is going to be solid no matter what.
1: Yeah. I think,
2: honestly, Hunter Henry takes away from Keenan Allen, if, from if anything. Honestly, if Keenan Allen's out, I think a lot of that is going toward Austin Eckler. Really? Yes. Uh, they were. They weren't looking. Like. Allen, Keenan Allen hasn't been playing well. Austin Eckler did have that bad game a couple weeks ago, but if you look last week, Austin Eckler went off. So I think that he is actually probably their number two receiver right now over Mike Williams. Mike Williams has kind of been a little bit of a disappointment throughout uh, throughout the year just because he had so many touchdowns last year and everybody expected him to do the same thing. Um, and I just I don't think it's going to happen.
1: Yeah, I mean, my thing with Austin Eckler, I could see an increase in production, but I don't think it's going to be like a wow factor, Uh, maybe just a slight bump in targets. But I do think without Keenan Allen there that um, Hunter Henry will greatly benefit. Keenan Allen's a great route runner, and he often hits the middle of the field and exploits the
2: defense, and I think that's what Hunter Henry will do in his place. Cool. uh, Keenan Allen is averaging about 10 targets a game. And Hunter Henry is about that seven targets. So I can see I can definitely see Hunter Henry going to, to about ten, eleven targets this game and Austin Eckler moving up from that seven targets a game to about probably around the eight, nine, ten range is what I would see. So I think it honestly boosts Pauly both of them. I the only person I think it doesn't boost is going to be Mike Williams. I who agree. Is, so that,
1: what about the, Melvin Gordon? Are
2: we benching Melvin Gordon? I think at this point, the Chargers are kind of realizing after Austin Eckler had that down game, they weren't... That, that game that he had a down game, he only had four targets. And Melvin Gordon was you know in the game a lot, and they kind of pretty much split it down the middle. Now, Melvin, Melvin Gordon did have a, a catching touchdown, but a receiving touchdown... But I think right now the Chargers, especially against this Bears defense, it's it's going to be very hard for them to move the ball, and they've just been so bad all year. I think the Bears are going to get up to a start. Uh, they're going to get up. They're going to start beating the Chargers, and I think the Chargers are going to have to play from behind the whole game. So I I like Austin Eckler, and I think they kind of learned from their mistake a couple weeks ago, only giving him four targets and how how bad they played.
1: Yeah, I'm going to sit Melvin Gordon, and here's my food for thought here. Melvin Gordon fumbled twice on the goal line last week and one was taken away by the other team and that was their chance to win the game. Austin Eckler's balling out. I personally would buy Melvin Gordon now if you can at the lowest possible cost because I got my fingers crossed that they trade this man by the 29th because they're not going to resign him. I mean, they might as well trade him and
2: get what they could for him. Exactly. And unfortunately, he's not going to get the money he wants. (laughs) so well he doesn't he deserve
1: of, it in my opinion
2: <laughs> yeah he kind of screwed himself over a lot but uh i didn't answer your question uh right the last time i kind of compared both of them i would not set uh, start melvin gordon i don't trust him but what i was trying to say is i would much rather have austin eckler in my lineup is what i was trying to say so
1: yeah i got that. that i got that out of it it's okay yeah.
2: Um good and then as far as chicago bears mr Biskey, nope uh David Montgomery, he's been pretty disappointing. He only has two touchdowns on the year. Really, the only person I like in this game is going to be Allen Robinson. And that's the only person I'd be comfortable starting. I don't think the even, even with the Chargers being not that great at anything, I'd, Trubisky, he's just not that great. Montgomery, he's, he's got a lot to work to do. I think he may be good eventually. It's just he hasn't started the way people expected him to.
1: Yeah, I think Trubisky is trash. They could have drafted Mahomes or
0: Watson over him.
2: <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't understand the logic. He only played one year,
0: so mm-hmm. um, that was weird to me. How well do you think the Bears defense is going to do in this game?
2: The Bears defense—they're—they're uh... they're one of the best defenses in the, in the in the game. They have been declining week week by week, but they're still—you know—they're pretty solid. I think the Chargers will be able to move the ball. They have a lot of talented players on the team. It's just they don't have a defense to stop anybody.
1: I mean, I think the Bears showed against the Raiders, especially that they are susceptible to the run game. And if you think Austin Eckler is going to have a good game, then I think that he would probably tear up the Chicago defense. Add in, if Keenan Allen does take the field and they get the ground game going, then you know they might give up some passes too through the year. But uh, really quick, just about David Montgomery. I think if he is going to have any breakout this year, this will be the game. Uh, The Chargers give up about 100 yards a game on the ground, and they allow at least a rushing touchdown every game except for week one against the Colts. But Marlon Mack had over 200 yards on the ground. So start David Montgomery as a high of 21 touches this season. Hopefully he gets it this game.
2: For sure. And the Chargers are actually the ninth worst against the running backs. But also, you were correct earlier, the, the Bears are giving the, – the, their weakest link is the running game. They don't give very many points up to the, the quarterbacks and the receivers. The 27th best against the quarterbacks and the 29th best against the receivers. So the run game, yeah, I'd agree. The run game is where it's at this week. If you're going to start anybody, it's the Bears. We'll get out of here.
0: Let's do it. Next we have the New York Giants facing the Detroit Lions. Playing in Detroit, the predictor scales got the Lions winning 78.7% to the New York Giants 21.2%, and the over-under line is 495
2: Can I just say this before we start going into this? I love Matthew Stafford in this game. He is going to tear up the Giants' defense. I know
0: I wanted to pick him up, but somebody stole him from me. <laughs> yeah, uh, I think
2: he was the number one claim in my league this week, in one of my leagues. Yeah, he's he's just he's gonna go off. Uh, the Giants are—I'm sorry—the Lions are six-point favorites in this game. Uh, I think finally the Lions are actually gonna win a game that they've been able to stick in. They 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 are, to in my opinion, a better team than what their record shows. They just kind of got the the bad end of the stick on most of these games. But Danny Dimes has not been Danny Dimes. He's been Danny Throw Picks a lot, and so uh, on this. On this Giants team, Barkley and Evan Ingram obviously are starts. Now, we can talk about Golden Tate. He's had a lot of targets the past couple games. Sterling Shepard, which I believe he is, he's still on that concussion protocol, but I I would say he's playing. If he doesn't, then we don't have to worry about it. I would start start Golden Tate. But would you start Golden Tate if Sterling Shepard is playing?
1: Well, I did see a report earlier, and I believe that right now it's not looking like Shepard will play. Okay. Um, But against Detroit, you know what? I probably will start Golden Tate in a flex if I had to, um, because if Shepard does play, then I assume Darius Slay will go with Shepard, leaving Tate maybe open for some opportunity. They're probably going to be playing from behind like they are every game, and they're going to have to throw the ball a lot.
2: Yeah. Uh Golden Tate the past couple weeks last week he had 11 targets the week before he had nine. So Sterling Shepard isn't playing. I I look I, it's going to be the same amount for me. Um he actually had more targets when Evan Ingram came back and this jo- uh this sorry this Detroit defense isn't the best defense. They're right in the middle of the pack as far as giving up points to the receivers and the tight end, but they are giving up the third most against their running back, so Saquon's going to go off, and he's the only running back there right now. So it's going to be great for <laughs> it's going to be a great week for Saquon owners. Uh, on the flip side, Matthew Stafford already talked about him. is going to be a great uh, pickup. This is going to be the game because I know Ty Johnson was one of the the most coveted players this week off the waiver wire. This would be a game where I would be comfortable starting him because. This is going to be a bad, this is going to be a good matchup for uh, the lions. The New York is just trash at everything. And then we have, wow.
0: Tell us how you really feel.
2: I'm just, I don't, (laughs) I didn't mean to be rude. Sorry. Let me back it up.
1: Well, look at what chase Edmonds did last
2: week. Exactly. Um, and he's a backup second string. Yeah. That's a frustration all all on itself. So we can talk about that later, but (laughs) (laughs) so many people were mad about that. Uh, but as far as Detroit receivers, I'm gonna have to go Marvin Jones. I think he's the guy right now. He's been on fire, and I think he got to keep riding that fire out. You
1: know, I was a not a Marvin Jones supporter coming into the season. Uh, I can't keep denying that. I guess Matthew Stafford loves him, so I would definitely start Marvin Jones as well.
2: Yeah, a couple of years ago when Marvin Jones was, you know, the only receiver on the team, you know, before Kenny Galladay got there. He, he tore it up, you know. Now that like Kenny Galladay, Danny Amendola, Danny Amendola is so inconsistent. You know, yeah. He's had two games over ten targets, and that was the first game in this game, this past game. Uh, Kenny Galladay has been averaging about eight, eight a game. And then uh, where, is, where are you? Marvin Jones. Sorry, i got to look at my list. Well, he had four touchdowns last week. That's all you really need to know. (laughs) Yeah, Marvin Jones, 13 targets. He's averaging about seven. Well, really, the question is, are you going to start? Would you start Kenny Galladay?
1: Yeah, I'd still start him. Okay. I mean, there's plenty of space for two receivers in this game.
2: It's true. It's very true, especially in this matchup. So,
1: I think if you really have any Detroit uh, skill player, you start him except for TJ Hawkinson uh, because that man cannot catch a football.
2: Yeah, neither can Noah Fant. seems like all the
1: <laughs> I know. I loved Noah Fant coming into the season, too. But they, they get the opportunity, and they just can't convert. Uh, That's right. Nice. One thing with Detroit, though, they can't honestly roll out Ty Johnson for the rest of the year. Do um, you think they're going to trade for a running back? I have been hoping that maybe Kenyon
2: Drake lands in Detroit. That, be nice. that could be a possibility, and I think that that's coming soon. I Kenan Drake's getting traded by the end of the deadline. I would say that they're not playing him anymore, which means I. And to me, it looks like they're just trying to keep him healthy. Exactly. So, uh, he definitely could go to the Lions. That could be a possibility, but I think the Lions also have a big possibility of picking up someone like uh, you know, Jay Ajayi. I think they were working him out. I know the Cardinals were working out Jay Ajayi as well too, yeah. but.
1: And they ended up signing Alfred Morris, so he's still available. Yeah. Uh, or they could just go right back to C.J. Anderson. That's right. And that's the other thing I was going to say. C.J. Anderson
2: could definitely be back on this team again pretty soon. So.
1: I'm sure he's waiting at home for the phone call. <laughs> Put me in, Coach. I'm, I'm, sure he's,
2: I'm sure he's not working out either
1: because he didn't work
2: out last year when he came <laughs> back.
1: He doesn't uh, need to. He'll somehow take the field at you know the greater part of 250 and get eight yards
2: of carry. Oh, man. <laughs> My gosh. Who was that uh... – uh, uh, oh, Eddie Lacy? Is that what I'm thinking of? Oh, Cheeseburger Eddie? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like 500 pounds. Looked like Javorski Lane back playing for A&M, bro, like a lineman. Jeez. They were trolling him on Twitter. I remember back in the day whenever they were all complaining about him gaining weight. Someone, I mean, uh, on Wikipedia, someone put his weight was like 550 pounds. <laughs> they oh left it God. on there for like a year. <laughs> it was so funny. Anyway, yeah, let's get out of
0: this game. Okay, let's move on to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers versus the Tennessee Titans playing at Tennessee. The producer scales got the Buccaneers winning fifty-five or fifty point five percent to the Titans forty-nine point one percent over under forty-five point five.
2: Speaking of people who could get traded, Marcus Mariota. Uh I think he's played Hi, his Jordan. last down. I think he's played his last down in Tennessee. But uh this game is uh, 66 degrees, partly cloudy. So we go quick, a good game for some passing. Uh, Tampa Bay, what do you do with Jameis Winston playing against this Tennessee defense? That's the question. Yeah, so he's, he's always done this where he has a good little stretch and then he throws five picks. <laughs> so then you're like, so he got the five picks out of his way. Uh, I think he probably bounces back this game. He's definitely going to throw a pick somewhere in this game, but I think this would be a nice bounce-back game for him. Um, I'd be okay with starting Jameis Winston if I didn't have any other options really on my team. If you're I a mean, Pat Mahomes owner or something, you know, and not sure if Pat Mahomes is going to play.
1: Yeah, I mean, last week I dropped Jameis Winston and added Josh Allen because he was on the waiver wire, but you know, this team can't run the ball. The Bucks can't run the ball. They're going to have to pass Jameis Winston had five interceptions in a fumble last week, and he still still scored 14 or 15 points. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, he's going to have to throw the ball. They're going to get touchdowns. Um, So if you need to start him, I'd start him. Definitely a low-end starting quarterback, but if you're suffering from a bye or something, you know, you don't have Dak or Lamar Jackson, and there's no one on the waiver wire, throw him out there.
2: uh, I'm going to project him as... Probably a high end QB two this week.
1: I think he's gonna get at least a couple touchdowns against Tennessee and then whatever yardage, and then you know, maybe minus five, but we'll see <laughs> or <laughs> minus 12.
2: <laughs> yeah, uh, well, that's amazing how you could still give put up an okay like 14 points a, a quarterback, like you're mad, but you're like, man, at least it wasn't three, you know, like that happens sometimes. So it's just funny yeah. how much he can put up still playing like trash. Um, I mean,
1: I think the first few games, three or four games of the season, Cam Newton was like 10 fantasy points or under. James Winston's doing all these turnovers is still outperforming Cam.
2: It's true. I had Cam in <laughs> the beginning of the season. It was very frustrating. And you know, it's not looking good for him. <laughs> um, but as far as these running backs, don't start either one of them. And then uh, we're looking at, So, obviously, you're going to start both of them, Chris Godwin and Mike Evans. Which one do you prefer at this point in the season? We're halfway through the season. Chris Godwin has been amazing. Uh, He's only had, I think, one bus game all year. But which one are you finishing out the season with? Which one would you rather have?
1: I mean, I'm still writing Godwin. Really, the thing with Godwin, I think it is, is that because he lines up all over, whether it be the slot or the outside, he gets yep. the breakdown in coverage, whereas Evans lines up at the outside. He usually commands the best cornerback. You know, they're not going to switch the best cornerback to Godwin because they're going to have to follow him all over the field. So he is going to get the best um, opportunity. And he's talented. I mean, I, he was like a third-round pick, so it's not like he was really deep in the draft. They drafted him for a reason. He's mm-hmm. just been really doing well. I'd still started Evans, but in the back of my mind, I would be questioning whether he's going to do good or not.
2: Yeah, uh, the weird part is is he's actually has one more target than Chris Godwin on the season, which is just super confusing to look at. But last week, the dude had 17 targets. So Jameis Winston, it's not like he doesn't trust Mike Evans. I at this point, which is weird because you would think the defense would start shifting and covering both, but Mike Evans is going to pull the best corner every time. So that's that's going to give Chris Godwin, you know the best chance to succeed so yeah like the old jordy nelson and randall uh uh, and Cobb situation you had back then
1: yeah i mean the most versatile guy on the field is going to get the most targets and you know he'll line up anywhere and i he even had a couple uh handoffs already so
2: he's very he's very good good player (laughs) yes he is he is uh, which sucks for me because I was talking so much trash about him before the season started and I look like an idiot. So um, I traded Keenan Allen for Chris Godwin and some picks in my dynasty league. So it worked out well for me. Very nice. That's a very good pickup. Uh, now, <clears throat> anybody else from the Buccaneers? No? No. Cool. Uh, Let's move on to the Tennessee Titans. <laughs> uh, I would not start Ryan Tannehill, but whatever. Uh, Derek Henry. He hasn't been that great lately, but – You got to start him. You got to start him, yeah. You drafted him too high not to start him. And then A.J. Brown. I mean, anybody – So Corey Davis finally had one of his okay breakout games last week with Ryan Tannehill, you know, at the realm. Do you trust Corey Davis moving forward with Ryan Tannehill? Personally, I don't. <laughs> yeah, he's I mean been so up and down his whole career.
1: <laughs> exactly. And AJ Brown is talented man and they don't utilize him um to the best of his ability, I don't think. They don't put him in the best routes. I don't think they give him enough targets. I think eventually he will surpass Corey Davis. I'm not gonna say Corey Davis is a
2: total bust, but he was definitely overdrafted. For sure. i uh, I would not touch Corey Davis with your lineup. So uh <laughs> and both these guys, they're only averaging four four targets a game through the season. It's just it's just so trash. Both of them actually, with Ryan Han- Tannehill, uh, averaged the uh, had the most uh, the whole season for their whole season was last week. So AJ Brown with eight and Corey Davis with seven. I'm gonna have to get a couple more weeks. If that's something that's consistent, then maybe maybe you do start them. But I'm I'm gonna wait. It's just too much questionable things going on in that team.
1: I mean, I think you hold him on your roster, you just can't start him right now.
2: Very true. Uh, so would if, if A.J. Brown is not on a team, if A.J. Brown is on your waiver wire right now, would you pick him up and hold him and see how he plays? Oh, I definitely would. I
1: mean, it depends if I had to drop somebody great for him. But, you know, you usually don't have a roster of, you know, 16 perfect spots. So I'm sure there's somebody that could adjust. It's very true. Cool. I would take a shot though, just in case, because you never know what's going to happen with Tannehill in the future. I mean, I'm not saying he's going to be a star, but he was definitely held down in Miami like every other quarterback. So he maybe Kenny he Stills becomes look something. Amazing.
2: So him and uh, <laughs> well, a couple of years, but Ryan Fitzpatrick really made Kenny Stills look amazing. Uh, anyway, uh, let's uh,
0: move on. Okay, moving on to the Denver Broncos versus the Indianapolis Colts. That's right, the game of the horses. <laughs> Battle of the Horses. <laughs> <laughs> the predictor matchup scales got the Indianapolis Colts winning 63.5% to the Denver Broncos 36.2%. The over under is 42. I honestly think this is going to be a closer game than that, in my opinion.
2: Well, the way jo- uh, Jacoby Brissett's been playing, I I don't know. He could tear him up. I'm not sure. Um wait, who yeah. is the
1: favorite? The Broncos or
2: the Colts? The Colts, yeah, for sure. Yeah,
1: Yeah, that's what I thought. But the audio cut out, so sorry.
2: (laughs) You're good. Jacoby Brissett last week. I think people have to temper their expectations. The Texans' defense was so beat up, and everyone on that team is injured. They had to go out and trade for someone this week. You know, they literally gave up all their top uh, draft picks this year because they just they had to fill in the spots. And one of those happened to be a cornerback this week, just because everyone is just Mm -hmm. beaten up. So I would definitely temper my expectations for Jacoby Brissett, but Jacoby Brissett on the gear has been a fairly decent fantasy quarterback. I mean, he's averaged over 20 points a game. There's one game, which happened when I started him in a good matchup where he only had about 10, and that sucked. But other than that, I mean, at this point, I think Jacoby Brissett is someone that I have to start week in and week out if I don't have a a better option. Anything on that, Joe? (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. Um,
1: Yeah. Actually, Brissett is a very good start. This guy actually has three or more touchdowns in three games this season. Mm -hmm. And the other three games they played, he had two touchdowns in two of them and zero in one of them. Uh, He's not Andrew Luck-esque, but he's definitely playing like Andrew Luck right now. And Chris Harris, the top corner on Denver, has been giving up some touchdowns to the offense lately. So... I assume Harris will be on T.Y. Hilton. Uh, I've never really been a supporter of T.Y. Hilton. Honestly, I always thought he was mediocre. His career high at touchdowns is seven. He's at five this year. So I would trust T.Y. and Jacoby Brissett going against Chris Harris. That's fine. I'll try it out.
2: Yeah. Uh, My only issue, and when I say temporary expectations, one of the biggest reasons why is that Denver is the 30th best against the quarterbacks and 26 best against their wide receivers. So you're not going to have that game like last week. But a good, solid 18 to 20 points is something I would project for Jacoby. So I think you would be all right. And um, Denver, at times, has been seen to give up, you know, a lot of points. So uh, I think this this could be a pretty good game for this Colts, especially with their offensive line. He had all – I don't know if anybody watched that last game. I don't think anyone breathed on him. So –
1: yeah, I mean, they got a great offensive line, and I'm totally blanking on like the star's name. But he's a great uh, blocker, and uh, I'd have to look it up because it's going to bother me now.
0: <laughs> but also,
1: Marlon Mack has just not been performing very well lately, so I just don't know what's going to really happen with him as far as uh, rushing totals. So that's why I would really trust Jacoby and T.Y.
2: here. Okay, cool. And as far as the Broncos... We know that uh, Emmanuel Sanders was shipped off. So, Courtney Sutton, he's been, the past couple weeks, really good. We talked about Philip Lindsey and uh, Royce Freeman. Oh, my gosh, now you're making me do it. I know. Uh, and it was Quinn and Nelson, by the way. That's what I'm thinking of. Oh, the yes. line. Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, so, we... they shipped off Emmanuel Sanders. So Corton Sutton, Sutton becomes another major target machine. I feel like now, um, and Noah Fant can't catch a ball. They really don't have anybody else on this team. Uh, Deshawn Hamilton has been very disappointing throughout this year. I don't think he gets better with Emmanuel Sanders gone either. Um, and you know, the only the real question is: Philip Lindsay. Is he someone that you could start Joe?
1: You know, I think you kind of have to start him. Um... Um, you know, especially, uh, again, in one of my leagues, you know, I got like Philip Lindsay, Sony Michelle. I uh, like Philip Lindsay. He is talented. As I told you earlier, I think they just gave Royce Freeman that touchdown because he hasn't had one yet. But what scares oh, me about the situation, so. <laughs> what really scares me about the situation is that Freeman got, I believe it was four targets last week to Philip Lindsay zero. And I don't know why. He's not going to be my favorite start, but depending on who you have, you probably drafted Lindsey in the third or fourth round, so you're going to have to roll him out there and hope for the best, hope for a 20-point game.
2: Yeah, and the most frustrating part about it is Freeman is, I mean, Lindsey is the better running back. Like, I just feel like by far, especially in the passing game, that guy's so small and elusive, no one touches him. So it's, it's like that whole... Devontae Booker thing when they did bring him in on yeah. like a two-minute offense. You're like, do, do you like losing? Y'all like losing, don't y'all? And so uh, Royce what I hate did have five. Sorry. He only had one target last week, so he did only have the one. So what I hate
1: about week. them is, um, you know, when you do this split, you don't allow your running back to get going. Like last week in the Bears game, for example, David Montgomery only got two carries. Of course, he's not going to do anything with those two carries. Tariq Cohen only got seven carries. He's not going to do anything with those. Yeah. Uh, running back needs like 10-plus carries to really break off that long play. And when you're in Denver and these guys are splitting carries, they're only getting you know, 10 carries each. That really affects their game. Phillip Lindsey, like you said, has way more burst. And if you look at the game last week, they both ran for just like two yards. You know, two yeah. yards, two yards over and over. And yeah. so I think this committee could actually affect you know, these players on the field.
2: Yep. Uh, and unfortunately the culture of the 26th best against a running back. So I'm actually, I, I'm going to say as a Philip Lindsay owner, I'm benching him if I have a better option. So, and I actually do because Nick Chubb came back from bye, and I also have Aaron Jones. Uh, so if you have a better option, then I would definitely bench Philip Lindsay. So, for instance, like, if I have Ty Johnson in this game, if I picked up Ty Johnson off the waiver wire and I have Philip Lindsay, I would definitely put in Ty Johnson for, over Philip Lindsay this game, this week. That's bold. It is bold. But <laughs> uh, the, you can see, you can, you know, hear the frustration in my voice as far as it comes to the Denver and their stupid offense they run. Well,
1: there you go. That's going to be the Hail Mary bold take of the week. <laughs>
2: Oh, it's a be- it is a better matchup too for Ty Johnson. <laughs> We've seen backup quarter uh, backup running backs come in and have success. So, you know, look at Damian Williams last year. Look at him this year. I mean, <laughs> it's not it's not long term, but. We, it we, it's shown that defenses that haven't had time to prep against someone, there's no film on, on Ty Johnson. People don't know what to do with him, so they don't know how he runs the ball. So uh, with, that, with, with the lack of film and the preparation to go against him and the matchup, I just, I just feel that Ty Johnson is going to be a good pickup this week. I mean, a good start this week over someone like Phillip Lindsey, who you don't know how many carries they're going to get or how many they're going to lose to the other running back.
1: Understandable. Yeah, they'll hit, um, Johnson will get the lion's share of the carries.
2: For sure.
0: Okay, let's move on to the Cincinnati Bengals versus Los Angeles Rams. They uh, got the predictor scale. Rams winning 79.2% to the Bengals. 20.7% over-under is at 47.5.
2: Yep, this game is in London too. So... Uh... Or at least that's what it says. So, anyway. Oh, is it? Yeah, that's what it says. <laughs> that's what they tell us. <laughs> that's what they tell us. They probably just—it's like the moon landing. It's here. <laughs> it's in America. Uh, so, uh, speaking of those guys uh, you're talking about earlier, Joe, when you're saying you got to give a uh, running back ten touches to get going, uh, <laughs> don't start Joe Mixon anymore. I still get yeah. questions about, hey, should I start Joe Mixon? It's like, no, just don't. Like, don't do that to yourself. Um, They're just please. so bad. Yeah, the offensive line just cannot hold. I'm surprised Andy Dalton has played as decent as he has all year, especially not even having A.J. Green. Um, he actually hasn't been that bad. He's had some bad games for sure. Last game wasn't that great. He threw three picks. But surprisingly, without those three picks, I mean, he's a, he's positive on the season on the touchdown-interception ratio. Um, now, I mean, you're
1: a- going to see him at the end of the season, and you're going to see Andy Dalton. You're going to be like, hey, he wasn't a bad fantasy quarterback but he probably was because he'll get those numbers in a few games.
2: (laughs) True. And one of those games I feel like is going to be this one. Um, The Rams haven't been great this year, but the Cincinnati Bengals have been terrible. And this is a 13 uh, – Rams are 13-point favorites in this game, and I actually believe that. They could be more. I think the Bengals are going to get down – pretty early in this game. And I think Andy Dalton's just going to have to pass his way back in the game, especially with them having no run game whatsoever. It's, I mean, it's all Andy Dalton. He's like one of the highest attempts on the season so far. Well, it's because he has to be really. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Todd Gurley, you start him or you sit him.
1: You start him. I mean, he's going to get his production. You could probably even start Daryl Henderson, honestly, because they're probably going to dominate time and possession in this game. Okay, cool. If you Um, have to,
2: brown is he bad no he's out okay he's so out, he's, definitely out.
1: Uh, he's been weird tired. that was like a total flop i've been stashing malcolm brown
2: in my dynasty league like all year well he does it every time he's like <laughs> oh i gotta play oh something hurts yeah right uh, yeah. <laughs> oh my groin <laughs> it sucks too because i played against him in high school he he went to steel and you know i like really? to see someone yeah i'd like to see someone from where he went to steal went to San Marcos. We played against each other our senior year. We were actually in the same district, so I always root for him. Um, he actually dated one of my friends too. Uh, I root for him and I want him to do well, but you know it's just not happening right now. Um, he's a talent. He's a talented guy. He Just you know, has, can't stay healthy. Um, as far as the Bengals, this is the big question that I've had this week: is do you start Auden Tate?
1: Auden Tate's a good option he was a little disappointing last week but i still think he's gonna get a good option um not a wide receiver two i'd start him as a wide receiver three in a three wide receiver league and then of course as a flex as well but you know dalton if he's gonna put up those kind of numbers and you think dalton's gonna do good then he has to have a wide receiver to go to go to and do good as well
2: that's true uh as far as the targets go on this team, if we look, Tyler Boyd obviously leads the team in targets. He's just been a target machine all year. And then if we go look at Auden Tate, which apparently is impossible to find, he's been averaging five on the year, but the past four games he's had, oh, sorry, past five games he's had 10, he's had six, six, 11, and six. So six is a nice floor. For a flex position for me. So I, I'm cool with starting Auden Tate at this point. Now, as far as the Los Angeles Rams receivers, I think Cooper Cole, all good. that's it. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no Robert Woods. I mean, he plays well against bad teams.
1: I know it's a bad team, but it's just this, this team has been frustrating in the wide receiver area. And oh, yeah, the running
2: back area too, everywhere. They've been, oh, well, yeah, everywhere. Yeah, but.
1: You know, Todd Gurley, you know what to expect out of him. We expected that. We didn't expect the top, you know, wide receivers in the NFL to kind of poop out here.
2: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Well, if you had to pick one, Robert Woods or Brandon Cooks? I'm going Robert Woods.
1: I'd say, you know what? I would say Robert Woods because of his receiving production, but then I think of that game where he only got that one receiving touchdown and then nothing else. But well, he had a game when he only had one
2: touchdown. As he carried. He carried the ball. He didn't have a target.
0: <laughs> he, yeah.
2: he rushed the ball for a touchdown one game with zero targets. So that's super frustrating because that means that he has a super low floor, and they're not going to hand the ball off to him every week. So, and he's not going to take it into the he's not going to take it to the house either. So, I mean, it's it's frustrating, but I think um, at this point, I actually all i I've been playing Terry McLaurin over Robert Woods. I actually flipped them I last agree. week, and it's actually helped me. Um, this week, I did not play Terry McLaurin either. So, anyway, uh, if I had to pick one <laughs> though, I would pick Robert Woods for sure.
1: Yeah, I would go to Robert Woods too. But you're definitely starting Cooper Cup, Co-op and I mean he's a obvious weekly starter.
2: Yep. And then um, I another bold take. I don't think that. Well, that's probably not even that bold. I don't think that AJ Green plays for the Bengals. Anymore. I don't think he play I don't think he plays this season.
1: This season yeah. for any team or just for the Bengals?
2: Uh for the Bengals. Okay. I think I think he gets traded.
1: Yeah, I seen a rumor
2: earlier about him getting traded to a specific team, but I can't remember what it was. But they go back and forth. They've been going back and forth all year and it's been super frustrating. It's just like we have no interest in trading AJ Brown. Trade rumors, AJ Brown get traded. We have no interest and it's just back and forth all year. So We'll see what happens, uh, but the fact that he said he was ready to come back and they didn't let him come back just kind of says to me they they don't want they don't want him to play. Agreed. Cool. Let's go
0: next. Next, you want to hear another blowout game? That's right. It's the Arizona Cardinals versus New Orleans Saints. <laughs> I don't think it will be a blowout. I actually think that the, the the Cardinals may be able to keep up with the Saints. They might be able to, but the predictor scale definitely doesn't agree with you. They got the New Orleans Saints winning eighty three point three percent to the Arizona Cardinals sixteen point five percent with an over under line of forty nine.
2: Yeah, but it's only a ten point differential, which is not if you in football that's not a blowout. It's not very close, but it's not a blowout. Kamara, he's questionable but i think they had him ruled out as uh, they had him ruled out i can do some research on that but let's uh, start talking about the the matchup right now joe anything you take away from this game
1: well i mean you bring up kamara i think i did see he was still questionable but he got in a limited limited practice
2: i believe Yeah, double check on that Return, i just checked it returned to practice today so he is practicing so that's a good sign any any time they practice on thursday um they they typically play Uh, The only problem is, is he limited? And that could definitely be something that happens, especially from last week. We saw that he had played a limited role. Or not last week, the week before. I'm sorry. He was out last week.
1: This is going to be this week's David Johnson Chase Edmonds situation (laughs) because Latavius Murray killed it last week. And if I am the New Orleans Saints, I let Kamara sit. Because uh, I think they got their bye the week after, and the Tavius Murray did very well. They're going against one of the worst defenses in the league. Don't put your star out there. You know, don't rush him out. When they rushed out Saquon, he got hurt that same game. He did come back, but everyone mm-hmm. was scared. Just let the man rest. Let Murray do his thing. He'll
2: carry you mm-hmm. through the week. Well, as an Alvin Kamara owner, I completely disagree with you, and I hope he starts. So,
1: <laughs> Well, as an Alvin Kamara owner, you should have... Uh, picked up
0: Murray like I did. <laughs> I did the same thing.
2: That's true. I actually <laughs> I'm I'm sitting Kamara this game. Uh, I think that he will play a limited role. Uh, I think Murray is going to take most of the action. Uh, but again, let's go back. Kyler Murray. Obviously, that's a start for me. Uh, David Johnson. I don't know. The fact that they're working out running backs, I kind of feel like it's going to be the same thing. Yeah,
1: David Johnson, I would probably sit. You know, I picked up chase edmonds and i did not start him last week um i'd probably start him this week (laughs) i'd probably sit johnson because like you said they added somebody else and he's their star they don't want to you know rush him out either i mean it's the same situation like kamara i think they're just going to sit him and i think it's going to be safe to start edmonds uh in fact if both of them are declared to be playing i think you could probably start off all four running backs like So, for example, New Orleans, you could probably start Kamara and Murray if you have to um, because this team is that bad. And if you had David Johnson, I think you'd probably start David Johnson and Chase Edmonds. That's bold.
2: That that is very bold. (laughs) The reason why I was going to say, like, I don't know about that is because uh, the New Orleans Saints are the 30th best against the running back. So already one of the running backs is going to have a hard time running the ball and if you're splitting carries it's just it's going to be super hard for any for the Arizona to get anything going. Uh the good thing about Arizona though is they've been able to show they can stick in games even with their bad defense. Kyler Murray has been able to, you know, move around the pocket, get out of the pocket, throw the ball on the run and even get, you know, yards on the run. He's, you know, uh I don't want to say a poor man's Lamar Jackson, but he's the next Lamar Jackson as a better passer. So you know, I just I wouldn't be comfortable right now starting the running backs from the New Orleans Saints. I mean, the the, the Cardinals.
1: I mean, the reason why I said I think you probably start both of them is because David Johnson has had some of his best moments this season lining up at the wide receiver position. And if they don't want him to take a huge beating, but they want him to contribute on the field, it would be safer to line him up in the slot rather than have him, you know, run the ball down their throats and let Chase yeah. Edmonds do that.
2: It's very true. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater, are you interested in Teddy Bridgewater?
1: Well, Drew Brees might come back this week, so no.
2: <laughs> that is true. I haven't. Yeah, I have, uh, they said. I'm that. not sure, but
0: Teddy Bridgewater, to be fair, has been a great backup quarterback for them.
2: Well, he was drafted to be a starter, so I would expect him to be pretty good. But um, he's been a very he's been one of the best game managers since he's come into the league, especially when he played for the Minnesota Vikings. I mean. He's not someone that just like lights up any team, you know. He did have four touchdowns one game, but he's not. He's that's not him. He's just a game manager. He doesn't turn the ball over. He makes smart decisions, and that's just been Teddy Bridgewater his whole career. So, um, as far as receivers, uh, obviously you got Michael Thomas. Anybody else for the the Saints that you were interested in starting? I
1: mean, personally, not really. I mean, if you need a spot start, you could probably pick
2: up anyone. Not even Ted Ginn. <laughs> I mean, low, well, that's low, that's what low I mean top. by
1: that's what I mean by anyone. <laughs> <laughs> well, but yeah, you could probably pick him up and start him if you have to, but I I wouldn't want to.
2: Yeah, the only problem with Ted Ginn is he's had the, one of the highest drop percentages of like all time. So it's it just yeah, it could pull the top of the defense, and he also could just drop the ball. So, um, but I mean, if I had to, I guess in a super deep league. I'd be, I'd be okay with starting Ted Ginn this game because he could get over the top and make some something happen. Every now and then he does, and he especially against bad defenses. I think he could definitely do it. But as far as the Cardinals, we're starting Larry Fitzgerald for sure. Anybody else?
1: Christian Kirk if he plays, but I don't know if I've heard an update on that <laughs> yeah, yet. Yeah,
2: he's, uh, he's been on the verge of coming back for a couple weeks, and he just doesn't. I'll do some research on that. But other than that, that's, that's pretty much it. Not a very great game to really just throw in to throw people into some uh, to throw people into your lineup. So Christian Kirk did not practice, but says he remains a day to day. What I would do is if I'm a Christian Kirk owner and I have to start Christian Kirk, I would just see if he practices Friday. Most of the time they don't practice Friday. They don't play. So that's it. That's all the advice I can give you. Let's get out of
1: here. You got to add somebody off the waiver wire just in case if he's one of your primary wide receivers. He shouldn't be. That'd suck. <laughs> <laughs> Just saying. Just putting it out there.
0: Yeah. Next, we're going to talk about the Jacksonville Jaguars versus the New York Jets playing at Jacksonville. Predictor scales got Jacksonville winning 75.6% to the Jets 24.2%. And the over-under line is 40. Not a very high-scoring game here. What do you guys think? Who should start and send this game?
2: Jacksonville favored by six. Man, if you look at Gardner Minshew's stat line, it looks so good. <laughs> he looks like he's an amazing quarterback. Uh, now, this Jets defense. Oh, do you? Okay, so we start DJ Chark. That's an agreement, right? We got to start DJ Chark at this point. Um, Dede Westbrook got in the mix last week. I know he was listed as questionable. He still is, but I don't know if he's not playing. Um, Do you start D.D. Westbrook in this game?
1: Yeah, I mean, I would feel comfortable with both Westbrook and Shark. I mean, New York hasn't been great. I don't really believe in Minshew mania, but they're going to have to score some points. Sam Darnold might be out of this one, so that's going to keep New York off the field and Jacksonville on the field.
2: His injury still makes me laugh, bro. <laughs> you know what they say? They rule him out with a toenail injury. That's so dumb. Oh, man. He okay. uh,
1: must have kicked a ghost on the field.
2: Yeah. I, I guess something happened. I'm not sure. Maybe the mono spread to his toenail. I'm not sure. Um,
0: yeah, he seriously had the most ridiculous illness and injuries. Your toenail hurts, and then you have mono. Get out of here, bro. Get back to high school.
2: Yeah, bro. Um, yeah, no way. I, mean, I was talking about that la- uh, last podcast. No way would my coach ever let me sit out with a toenail injury. But whatever. Okay, so Le'Veon Bell, start him up. Dude, Fournette. He may not be the greatest running back in the world, but, my God, the amount of carries he gets is just ridiculous. Um, He's yeah, their I mean- whole – whole team right now as far as you know someone that's just a consistent starter
1: sometimes volume and opportunity is just better than actual talent and if you're going to get 25 yards it doesn't matter if you only rush for three to four yards to carry you're going to get 75 to 100 yards and maybe a touchdown
2: yeah well he's you know he his his longest runs don't even match up with the yards he gets per game. So it doesn't make any sense. He'll end the game with a long run as a 69 yard run and he'll end up with 66 yards. And you're like, wow, he went backwards <laughs> all game. Uh, yes. Uh, but are you interested in anybody like Jamie, uh, Jamison Crowder, Robbie Anderson, who's apparently getting traded from what I saw today. Well, that would suck. Uh, I saw a great tweet. He's like, oh, yeah, just make the game harder for Darnold. <laughs> trade Robbie Anderson. <laughs> That's what I want them to do. Uh, any, yeah, any I seen the, the, sorry, sorry. I've
1: seen the Anderson um,
2: trade rumor on
1: good morning football today. It was the first I heard of it. That'd be crazy. But I started Crowder last week uh, in hopes of them playing catch-up against the Patriots, and it did not work out. I just can't trust any of these guys, honestly. I'll, I'd sit them all. Especially
2: if Falk plays, there's no way. There's no way you can put any one of these guys in. Um, Oh, by the way, speaking of Jets quarterbacks that get injured, Minshew actually reminds me of Trevor Simeon when he played for the Broncos. When everybody just hyped him up. and was like, wow, Simeon's amazing. And he was, you know, came in next year as a captain and was just trash. And it was just like, ooh, (laughs) that was not a good decision. Um Okay. anybody true. anybody else from uh, these two teams that you're interested in starting? Because that's pretty much it. Chart really. D.
1: What about the Jacksonville defense? They're, I mean, without Jalen Ramsey, they're not as good. But they are going against the Jets, so you would probably fire them up.
2: They're still a good defense. I mean, they they've been pretty good. They played last week pretty good without Jalen Ramsey. So.
1: Oh, I also seen a trade rumor for Ngakwe too, which really. Would... Further weaken their defense, yeah, because this is the last year of his uh,
2: rookie contract, I believe. Yeah,
1: they're seeking Jackson's a first kinda... round pick for him, though. Wow,
2: well, yeah. uh, seeing how much the Rams gave up for Jalen Ramsey, that may not be too far fetched.
1: That yeah, they bad. could have three first round
2: picks next year. It's true. who else has three first round picks next year? The Dolphins, let's see who else they have so many picks. Um, <laughs> The Jags, yeah, they're not really giving up too many points to any position, really. Um, so it's going to be hard for you to want to even start anybody with the Jets. You're not going to do that. And as far as the Jets go, uh, they're they're good against the run. I mean, they're bad against the run game. So, uh, I, Fortnite's going to be great. All right, next game.
0: Next, we have the Carolina Panthers versus San Francisco 49ers. They have the predictor scale... San Francisco's favor, 70.5% to the Carolina Panthers, 29.3%. Over-under line is 41. What do you boys think?
2: Yeah, is that true? Keenan Allen hasn't thrown a pick all year? I mean, not Keenan Allen. Kyle Allen. <laughs> I, was like, well, yeah, probably I bet that Allen is true. Hasn't. Keenan Allen yeah, hasn't. <laughs> bold takes <text> here, guys. <laughs> uh, but Kyle Allen, he hasn't thrown a pick all year? I did not know that. That's very... It's interesting. Yeah, it is. Uh, with Cam Newton, they're not ready for him to come back yet. Mm, I don't want Kyle Allen. They want Jimmy Garoppolo. Christian McCaffrey's amazing. Tevin That's, Coleman is getting uh, most of the work. So,
1: You know, I mean, this week you should probably go with Tevin Coleman. I think Breda is still questionable with an eye injury, whatever that means. Um <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm wondering if he even really has an eye injury or if that's them just kind of icing him for now or even has an eye. <laughs> well, he is a cyborg. He doesn't have real ankles. I mean, he injures them yeah, yeah. every week and gets him replaced. So,
2: yeah, this is true. <laughs> and everybody has fake eyes party. too. So, yeah, fake eyes. Yeah. <laughs> um, gosh, but dude, they got to they have like the fastest running backs in the game right now. They're so fast. Um, okay. Cool receiving I don't want anybody from Carolina not playing the 49ers uh, just I'm not even interested in more this week as far as the 49ers give me Kittle uh this Panthers defense has you know stepped up recently since their first I believe three losses they had in a row after that they kind of stepped up and it kind of started with the Texans game when they kind of they held them to a low-scoring game, and they kind of haven't looked back from there. So I'm not very confident other than in, in George, George Kittle.
1: Yeah, I mean, I would start George Kittle, of course. Um, not this week, but I'm ready to see what Emmanuel Sanders could do on this team. Yep. He's gotten snubbed on Denver the past few weeks, so I think this is a good change for him.
0: Now, should we wait and see what Emmanuel Sanders does this game, or just go ahead and start him?
2: I think you have to wait. I think, you, I think people who have Emmanuel Sanders weren't really relying on him anyway. So I think one more week wo- isn't going to hurt you.
1: Well, I mean, the trade was just finalized today,
2: I think, right? He probably won't even play this weekend if it was. Yeah, I don't know what the cutoff date is for that, to be honest with you. So I couldn't even tell you. But even then, he's only got two days in a system. I wouldn't be very confident in starting him. Um, but, I mean, every receiver on the – the 49ers is questionable. They
0: went ahead and said that he was going to suit up for this game.
2: I think he has to.
0: <laughs> I saw this injury list. <laughs>
2: so, but I, so many people right now just biped is low, biped is low. And i just like, I don't, I don't see it. I don't see it happening. It just it hasn't clicked yet. I don't think it's going to the rest of the season. And I think yep. uh, Emmanuel Sanders coming over kind of takes that Marquise Goodwin spot. So I don't think he's anyway. I, I don't think you're starting him anyway, but you're definitely not going to start him anymore. Agreed. So um, but I think that if Emmanuel Sanders, you know, goes to the custom, I have to see how he plays week one. He'd probably have a lot of targets. I still wouldn't play him after week one if was a good game. I think he's a safe start. And the wide receiver three, maybe a low end two.
1: Well, yeah, I mean if him and Garoppolo could click, but I think that's why that grabbed him is because it could give Garoppolo a vet- a more veteran, like a better safety net, someone that could run routes very well. Um, and bail them out when he has no one to go to.
2: It's true. Or if Kittle's all covered up, because if I was, if I were the Panthers and Emmanuel Sanders wasn't playing, I would just take all my defensive backs and just you know jam Kittle at the line
0: for sure. Don't let him run anywhere. <laughs> all right, let's move on. Moving on to the Browns versus the Patriots playing at New England. The Predictor scales got. The Patriots winning 85% to the Cleveland Browns, 14.9%. The over-under for this game is 43.5. Who do we start and sit for this game? Nick Chubb comes back from bye. Great.
2: Sony Michelle. I mean. Three uh, touchdowns uh, last week. He fell over the line three times. Yeah, I mean. I mean, he may be a little touchdown dependent. He hasn't been looking that great. Um, But. It's a headache. Yeah. Take yeah. it from experience. It's a headache. <laughs> yeah. I but he has been, gotten 10 plus points in like the past four games. Yeah. Now, the cool part about it is, you know, when they get to the goal line, which the Patriots tend to do a lot, um, it's it's Sony Michelle's game. So that's cool. Um, if you want to start him in a flex position, all right, I'd be cool with it. I'd just be I'd just be a little worried if I had to have him as my running back, too. You know, so exactly. Uh but as a flex, I'd be cool with it. And then Tom Brady, I don't think it's startable anymore. Uh he's just he's just up and down too much. And what's weird about the Browns is they get into games that they shouldn't win, you know? So <laughs> they just get blown out in games they should win. <laughs> so it's the Browns are so hard, but with Miles Garrett uh, questionable this week to play, I don't know if they said he was actually playing. I, I just don't think this Browns defense, who has actually been okay on the season, but a lot of that's due to Miles Garrett. Um, I don't see anything on him. He was limited in Thursday's practice, so we'll have to see if he plays a full practice. But if Miles Garrett doesn't play, I mean, the Patriots, they should run away with this game already. shouldn't even be that big of a deal, but... Would you start Tom Brady in this game? I mean, he wouldn't be preferred, but he would be a low-end starter if I had to. He's a a streamer. Yeah. um, He started the year really strong. You know how I would start in my quarterback position? It's the New England Patriots defense. (laughs) One quarterback on this season.
1: (laughs) That's crazy. Uh, (laughs) uh,
2: Okay, so Nick Chubb. Also, uh, Josh Gordon was put on the IR today. And it is going to probably be released. Exactly. I hear. So Mohammed Sanu, what do we do with him? You like him,
1: Sanu? England Patriots. <laughs> He's not a bad starter. I mean, not this week, but again, because it was such a recent trade, I think you gotta wait to next week. But he could be good here.
2: Yeah, that's very true. Um, I think with you know him getting accustomed to the to the Bill Belichick system, I think he's going to be okay eventually. But right now, no. Uh, I do think uh, it's, it's hard I mean, for me to say this. Anyone could be good on Tom player. Brady's offense. <laughs> true, but it's weird because a lot of these receivers kind of suck on – or what would you say? I don't know what you said. Did you say on the offense or defense?
1: No, I said on uh, New England's offense. Oh, you know, yeah. Tom Brady could help make anyone – A good receiver.
2: And Sanu was competent
1: on the Falcons. But Matt Ryan, he should do well with Tom Brady here.
2: He should. But, you you know, you weren't relying on Sanu anyway to begin with. So, I think, like like Emmanuel Sanders, he's going to be waiting a week isn't going to hurt you. Unless you have zero options. And I guess you could start him. Um, The Patriots are going to be 12-point favorites. They could get out to a big lead in this game. Now, Rhett's Burkhead, he's questionable. Is James White someone you still like in this game? Until Rex Burkhead, if Rex Burkhead plays, I, like James, uh, I don't like James White. But as long as Rick Burkhead is out, I think I'm cool with starting James White, especially in this game.
1: I mean, I think Rex Burkhead is more of a threat to Sony Michelle. Uh, Burkhead has been the red zone um, option in the past and was at some points in the beginning of the season. So James White's definitely a in PPR. Um, Burkhead, like I said, I think he threatened Sony Michelle more than James White. I don't know if I would start James White in non PPR though.
2: Yeah, I, I don't think I would either, but let's say, uh, so with Rex Burkhead playing, uh, James White had seven, four, zero targets. And then with Rex Burkhead out, James White has 10, nine, nine, eight. So it seems like he affects both of them.
1: Oh, very interesting. I didn't know that. It's a good stat there. Yeah. But he definitely so, does affect Michelle. Yeah, he
2: does. Well, I mean, like, it's like, oh, this is obviously, you know, a Sony Michelle run. You're, you know, short yardage gain. And then here comes Burkhead. And you're like, What's, why, why are y'all doing this to me? Yeah, it's
1: like so, a three-headed monster. New England's been that way. It's hard to trust the running back there.
2: It is, but... Sonny Michelle, uh, if Rex hit is out, I mean, you you can definitely start Michelle and uh, James White. Now, with uh, Julian Edelman questionable, I don't know if he's actually... Let me look that one up too, man. Uh, so, Julian was is questionable. But as far as any receivers on the Browns, is, are you going to start them? I mean, obviously you have to start Odell, but is Jarvis Landry? I mean, he's been playing pretty decent.
1: If I didn't have to start Odell, I wouldn't start Odell, but I probably you drafted him, him, so I have to.
2: Exactly. Um, I but
1: think... I would start like a Marvin Jones over Odell. Like if I had Chris Godwin, Odell Beckham, and Marvin Jones, I'm going Godwin and
2: Marvin Jones. Wow. That's another bold one. Uh, I think at this point the Odell's floors are so low. I think it's it's a reasonable take. You know, um, it's just so floor, but also his ceiling is just so high. You know, I think Marvin Jones is a safer option. You're just not going to get you know one of those 10 receptions, 150 yard games, and one touchdown out of out of Marvin Jones. I mean, you did last week, but I don't. That's just something I don't feel like is going to happen week in and week out. When the, Odell could definitely do that,
1: he could, but Baker's not that great. Uh, he reminds me very much of Mitchell <laughs> Trubisky, and they're going against the New England Patriots.
2: So that's true. I mean, everything is Trump on the New England Patriots. So I guess mm-hmm. no, don't do that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway, yeah, let's get out of this game.
0: All right, the next game matchup we got is the Houston, Texas versus the Oakland Raiders playing in Houston. The prediction scale has this another blowout game. I feel like I'm repeating myself throughout this entire podcast but anyways it's got the texans winning 81.4 percent to the oakland raiders 81.5 percent over under for this game is 51.5 this is going to be a pretty high scoring game
2: yeah i mean it's only seven point i mean texans are only only seven point favorites however if the texans ever stop the raiders the game's over the problem is the texans Defense their their secondary so beat up. I mean, it's almost impossible, you know, and they also, you know, they lost Will Fuller uh, Titus Howard has been gone It went down. Roderick Johnson went down. So, I mean, they are both questionable. So the line could be a little even more janky than it already is. So the, the Texans are just kind of questionable, but they have the potential to just blow out any team they play with the Texans secondary. So beat up. Do you would you start Derek Carr?
1: Uh, I don't ever want to start Derek Carr. Um, especially now I think that Oakland really realized that their offense should funnel through Josh Jacobs. I think this is the last week you could actually put Josh Jacobs in like a start or set conversation. Cause he'll just be a weekly starter from here on out. Um, you know, the guy is awesome. He's doing very well. He's getting more involved in the passing game. He had uh three targets compared to, washington and richard's one target each last week so they're starting to trust him there as well um he's probably the only person on oakland that i would start i am a, oh oh yeah there you go i forgot about him see he's still <laughs> he's still yeah. you know he's popular but he's still someone you forget Um uh, yes, i am right. interested in seeing what zay jones could do if they play him i just want to see him take the field and see what's up there if Tyrell Williams returns this game, would you play him? Uh, I know he was dealing with plantar fasciitis, so I don't know what the status is on that. Uh, if I play, if he started, yes, and he was 100% healthy, and it wasn't these, one of these like 75% or you know, I think
2: I could do with things, then I would start him, yeah. Uh, well, the reason why I'm saying is he's back in practice this week. So it's oh, the okay. first time he's been back in practice. So he definitely could start. And I think right now, other than Waller, the only real option you have in Oakland would be Tyrell Williams, especially I think I'd be okay starting Tyrell Williams. I think I would, especially with this uh, Texans, terrible defense, exactly uh, uh, terrible secondary. Mm-hmm. Sorry. I think Josh Jacobs, I think that he's going to ha- struggle a little bit against the, uh, on the run. The Texans are actually not bad. Um, they don't give many points up to the running backs. So the 25th best against the running backs, they're also very good against the tight ends. But you got to start Darryl Waller. You just have to. Now, DeAndre Hopkins becomes amazing with Wolf Fuller out. He always plays great when Wolf Fuller's not in. So all you DeAndre Hopkins owners, you can look forward to that. Um, anyone else? Like Carlos Hyde. I mean, he's been getting so many touches every game. I think I still have to go with the volume if I if I need him.
1: He's more of a flex. I wouldn't trust him as my RB2 unless I had to, but I would – Flex him. You know, he's been making mistakes and they still play him. So I don't think he's, you know, that he's
2: safe. He's not too dangerous. And I would flex him as well. So just to get that out of the way. Um, And then Kiki QT, can he stills? I'd start QT. Not stills.
1: Not unless I absolutely had to. Stills? uh I know he had a great game, but
2: not yeah. trusting him. It's just hard to trust. Like, with Wolf Fuller out, obviously one of them is going to be great. Uh, not great. He's going to get more targets. Now, Deshaun Watson seems like he only looks to Stills like in the most crucial moments, like third down and five. Stills will catch it, or you need to throw a bomb to win the game. Stills is there to catch it. Now, this week, this is probably the only week I would say this. I would actually start both of them. Um, the reason why is because the Oakland Raiders are actually the second worst against the receivers, and with Will Fuller out, I think it's going to be spread out evenly between the both of them. Um, obviously, I think Kiki QT has a higher upside. Um, I think he's more the beneficiary out of both of them. But I think if I have to Stills in a, in a, in a deep flex position, I think I could definitely. I think I'd be comfortable with that.
1: Yeah, I mean, if that was your only
2: option and you had to do it, you can roll them out. <laughs> it's against like the this defense. Yeah. Um, uh, <laughs> and they're also third worst against the tight ends. So Darren Fells. <laughs> no? Maybe. No. He's he's been he's
1: been good. Um again, I just need to see a little bit more from him. But yeah. you know, I could think of at least eight or nine other tight ends. I'd probably start over them. <laughs> All right, Darren Fells or Dawson Knox. Uh, I'd probably go with Dawson Knox on that
2: one. Really? I think I go with Fells. I just think thing that about...
1: Philadelphia is so beat up that there's yeah. going to be a lot of opportunity for at least yardage, if not touchdowns, in that game. Yeah,
2: I could definitely see that. The only problem with Darren Fells is, that, you know, if he was one of the only tight ends on that team, but they have three pretty good tight end so it's kind of hard to rely in on one of them especially with you know Aikens getting in the game and Jordan Thomas getting in the game and they consistently get into the game so you know Aikens had like like a 60 yard touchdown the other day so or a couple weeks yeah. ago so uh, anyway cool let's get out of here
0: alright moving on to the last game for Sunday night it is the Green Bay Packers versus Kansas City Chiefs Predictor scales got this pretty evened out. Kansas City winning fifty point six percent to the Green Bay Packers forty nine percent. Over or under line for this game is going to be forty seven point five. Man, I this is going to be a great game. I at least I feel so.
2: It's going to be interesting. Well, I'd like to see if Pat Mahomes comes back because if Matt Moore is playing this game, I'm less interested in these Chiefs receivers. And said, I mean, he's, li- he's still listed as doubtful. I don't think he's playing.
1: Regardless if Mahomes or Moore is there, I'm still gonna start Kelsey and um Tyreek Hill. Oh no, I mean yeah, for just sure you too have too good to. not to. Yeah, you have to.
2: And you saw more uh more, you know, favoring Tyreek Hill the last game. You I know, mean, he did throw t- he did catch a touchdown, so um, but anyone like DeMarcus Robinson, anyone like that? No, I wouldn't trust
1: those receivers i would just stick with tyreek and kelsey
2: cool and aaron Rodgers could have an amazing game this game because the kansas city chiefs defense isn't that great so they give up a lot of points obviously know, they're able to score points too so i think this will be a good back and forth game if matt moore can keep up
1: yeah that's if he could keep up um It's definitely going to be a good Green Bay game. This is kind of a toss-up. Is it going to be Aaron Jones week or Aaron Rodgers week? I think they both could produce. um, Not to the level where Aaron Rodgers is getting five touchdowns. You know, Aaron Jones is getting three touchdowns. Uh, But the Aarons could both have good days. Uh, Devontae Adams probably won't play. But with the weak defense, as you said, the receiver should be able to exploit it. Kansas City was one of the worst ground games. But they did hold up. Um, you know, last week. So we'll see if they hold up this week.
2: Yeah, I don't think it's gonna happen. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, you're talking about two completely different teams. You know, the Broncos and the and the Packers. Um, now, as far as the Kansas City running backs, Damian Williams has been terrible. Lashawn McCoy actually looks pretty decent. Are you starting any other running backs?
1: McCoy, if you have to, but he gets the
2: yardage, but hasn't really been getting a ton of touchdowns. So he hasn't really getting a lot of carries either, to be honest with you. But he he does. He looks very shady. Uh, <laughs> Marcus valdez Scanling, he is questionable this week. So is Jimmy Graham. Now everybody's like, you know, all on the hype train of Lazard. Are you starting? Do you want to start Lazard this week? I am. I am not one of those people. I think, um, and. You know, worst case scenarios, if, you know, Marcus Veldek scaling and Geronimo Allison are out like they were supposed to, but it didn't happen, then Lazard, yes, of course, but not if they're playing. Yeah, I mean,
1: if they are out, then he's an obvious choice. If they are in, then it becomes a guessing game of who's going to do what because Aaron Rodgers will throw to each one of them. And in my opinion, I just don't feel safe with them. Cool.
2: Me neither. Would you uh, any of these Green Bay Packers receivers? Would you uh, would you start any of them? If MVS plays, I'd start him.
1: Um, probably, Agreed. you know, a wide receiver two, even if I have to.
2: Yeah, Allison uh, is too touchdown dependent. If you start him, he has to score a touchdown. He doesn't get enough targets. Uh, okay, that's good. I'm good with this game.
0: All right, that's it for your Sunday night's game. We're going to move on to Monday's not Monday night's game. That's it. It's probably the worst game of the week. It's Miami Dolphins versus the Pittsburgh Steelers. I'm not even going to bother with giving you all the predictor scale because you should already know who wins. The over-under, though, for this game is 43.5. Let's dig into it. shouldn't be that long. Uh,
2: Devontae Parker has had three touchdowns the past three games. Is that someone you want to start? Oh, actually, is that true? I think that's true. Yeah. Okay, yeah, that's cool. correct. Okay uh do you do you want to start him
1: if Fitzpatrick plays which he will I'd probably take a shot on him against the Pittsburgh defense um on any other Miami player I would not but Mark Walton could be an add off the waiver wire and he's a lesser known lesser known name mm-hmm. especially if Kenyon Drake gets traded
2: yeah well, I mean even if he's not it they, they seem to be sitting him anyway because they obviously want to get something for him. This is a completely rebuilding, tanking Dolphins. You can say they're not tanking, but they definitely are. Uh, now, James Conner is a good start this week. Juju, I like him this week. Uh, Vance McDonald. Juju. Yeah, I'd start him. Okay, that's it. I think I would start anybody I'm- questionable to be honest with you.
1: <laughs> yeah, you take your top-skill position players from that game, like you said, Juju, Connor, and Vance McDonald, and you start them, uh, regardless of who the quarterback is. But I think Mason Rudolph is going to be there this week.
2: Yeah, he's supposed to start. There you go. Boom. So That's it for this game.
0: Yeah, that's about it for this dumpster fire of a game. And you're starting sit for Week 8. Next, we're going to move on To our waiver wire pickups, Uh, Joe, since you're a special guest, why don't you take it away with who you picked up off the waiver wire this week?
1: Kind of what I was saying. I kind of included them earlier. Um, Obviously, Ty Johnson was a big one. Um, Mark Walton, like I just said. Uh, More importantly, I would say Matt Stafford in leagues I've seen is probably going to be the best waiver wire pickup of the week. Mm -hmm. Uh, Not just for this game. But probably for the season moving forward, you know the man's done well. Uh, he's going to carry this team now with the running back banged up, even if they add a CJ Anderson or a um, someone like I said, Kenyon Drakers, whatever trade. So I think Matt Stafford is probably your your star pickup of the week.
2: Let me ask you this: uh, Josh Allen or Matthew Stafford?
1: This week, okay, for the next like. <laughs> It it would be cool to have both of them on your team because uh, Josh Allen got a really easy schedule coming up for the next he two weeks does. after this. Mm-hmm. Um, but then it gets a little tough. Uh, I'd probably stick with Allen for now.
2: Yeah, same.
1: But Allen it's was just, owned in a lot running. of leagues.
2: Yeah, running, running. Uh, well, I, if you if you had Matthew Stafford in the other one, which you know that could be a scenario if you did, I would still start Josh Allen.
1: Yeah, exactly. I mean, like you said, the running game, it's like a cheat code for quarterbacks, and it adds points. Even if it's only 30 yards, that's three points.
2: Oh, we didn't even talk about Philip Dorsett. I mean, uh, he was picked up in a lot of leagues after he came back. He had a pretty okay game. Do you want to start him? Uh, Well, that's kind of what I
1: alluded to earlier, but I didn't really talk about it. I'd probably start Dorsett this week, but the addition of Sanu is unsettling. Yeah and Nikhil Harry coming back eventually. Not that he's gonna come back and light the world on fire, but it's gonna become crowded there.
2: It definitely is. Uh okay. A lot of uh a lot of pickups. Who did you pick up, Jordan? Uh, uh I attempted to grab Matthew Stafford. I did not get him. Uh I had Josh Allen. It was just more of a you know keep him from everybody else <laughs> uh yeah just you know stack my stack my team and that's what i do i just try to steal everybody off the waiver wire so i don't know i have i did however pick up the uh, the Steelers defense i just honestly if, this, if the defense playing the miami dolphins is on the waiver for wire i'm just gonna pick them up i don't really care how bad they are exactly um and that's pretty much it uh there have been some people in the league starting dad gerald everett uh, Auden Tate, uh, you know, that's, and that's it. So someone added the Giants seen. defense this week, which is stupid. So there you go. Well,
0: let's see. I picked up Eric Ebron off the waiver wire. Cause Mark Andrews had a buy. Um, I think he's going to do pretty well this week. Pretty safe. Yeah. He had a pretty explosive game last week against Houston. And really, I'm just hoping he just keeps that heat up against the Denver Broncos this coming week.
2: I- that's a good. That's a good uh, matchup right there.
0: Yeah. Ebron last week with that crazy catch.
2: Yeah, don't remind me, bro. I'm a Texans fan, so. <laughs> a couple controversial calls too, so it's whatever. Whatever happened. Uh, you know, also, I, a seen,
1: bad game. I seen. I uh, seen Jay Ajayi out there. Someone picked him up in one of my leagues. Is anyone interested in Jay Ajayi in case he comes back?
2: Uh, of course not.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Degenerative knee disease is still yeah. degenerative uh, knee disease.
2: Yeah, I, I need someone. Yeah, that's exactly what i to saying. I just need someone with knees. If they don't have knees, I just can't start them. So the last thing I was going to do my main start and sit for the week. My start of the week is going to be Kiki QT. It's going to be a good matchup for him. And my sit of the week is going to be Philip Lindsay. I just can't. I can't trust that split right now. So if you have a if you have Philip Lindsay, I'm going to sit him. I hope I said that early in the podcast. If not, I'm going to feel stupid.
1: I think you did say it earlier. Okay,
2: cool. Cause I wrote it down. And if I, if I change my mind, in a little podcast at the end of the podcast, I say, it, and I'm like, wow, well, I'm an idiot. Well, then you could just cut it out and it never happened. No, this is raw. <laughs> this is raw. We're going to have your whole dog incident on here too. All right, cool.
0: <laughs> well, I think that just about does it here. Um, Thank you, Joe, for sitting here and talking with us. It's been a pleasure having you on the podcast, sir.
1: Oh, yeah. Thank you, guys. Anytime. Oh, we forgot to press record.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Twice. (laughs) Lightning strikes twice. Yeah. Yeah. Same spot.
0: (laughs) If you're a new listener, you can catch us at our Twitter handle at the Hail Mary FF pod. Joe, where can they reach you at for your new podcast going on?
1: Yes, yeah, so um, formerly the Super Fantasy Football Brothers, I have started something different, branched out from um, my friends. It just couldn't keep going, so <laughs> I am now the Fantasy Football Faction, and you can hit me up on Twitter at FFF Joe Lapenta three oh, S Joe Lapenta. You made a new one. That's no, the same old Twitter. I just changed the name. So I still got my, you know, thousand followers or whatever. And I have ignored the community, but I will be back now that I'm podcasting again.
2: <laughs> yeah, by the way, I've tried to follow you on my personal account like 10 times just so that you follow me back. You have not. So thank you.
1: Oh uh, Well, you know what? I usually follow <laughs> everyone back, but you may have done it at a time when we weren't podcasting. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I better times. But definitely, but I follow back, so definitely uh, follow, cool. and don't worry. I will get that follow back to you.
2: Cool. Well, you do the same thing, so <laughs> it doesn't matter. <laughs> cool. Well, it's great having you, Joe. Yep, thank you, guys.
0: Well, I've been your host, Adam Sanders, for the Your Hail Mary Fantasy Football Podcast with Jordan Sanders and our special guest, Joe LaPenta. Say goodbye, fellas.
1: Bye. <laughs> He
0: has been listening. (laughs) Okay. All right. We're out later.